you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Sunday, May 22nd. You're going to be listening to this on Monday, May 23rd. This episode will come out. It is a bonus episode, emergency episode, if you will. Um, the title of the video, I mean, you're, well, you're watching it. It's the Matt Wood interview. We had him in. We just got done. 33 minutes with Matt. Absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Right, right. If it was just a normal, we've had him on before, right, for you know, a t- nice 10, 15 minute. If it was just that, we would have just you know put that in our episode. When Matt Wood carves out 33 minutes, we carve out an episode just for him. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a give and take. I mean, he was, first of all, so generous with his time. I mean, look, the, the Big Ten tournament starts Wednesday, right? He's he's doing a lot of preparation right now, and so for him to carve out a half hour, 45 minutes to, to, to talk to us, I mean, you, you, you couldn't ask for a better person, and uh, good Lord, does he know what he's talking about. My oh, God. Oh, my gosh. And you talk about preparing for that Big Ten, uh, you know, playoffs. He talked all about it, so you're going to hear just about like all the preparation that goes into right. the games, the series. Right. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to give him. it away. We don't want to give it away. We'll let him do the talking. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, but we we appreciate you guys stopping in to listen. Um, go go hit the subscribe on on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you're listening, watching. Subscribe. Give it a like. We really appreciate it. Right. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Without further ado, I don't really know what else. I mean, we don't got nothing else to say. We're here for one reason. You guys are here for one reason. Let's go. Here's Matt Wood. So, Matt, how's it going, man? Season's, uh, you know, wrapped up, right? Tournament starts Wednesday. Like, how how you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, feeling really good. Uh, don't like getting swept the last weekend, but, you know, we got in. It's the first time in a long time. It feels really good. And uh, everybody's zero on zero now. So, whatever happened, you know, it's done. And, and we start a new season, so pretty excited, right? I mean, you've seen a lot of people. I mean, not even not even in baseball, but you, you, as soon as you get into a tournament, you can make a run. You know, it doesn't really matter uh, all that much where you're seated. Yeah, you might get screwed by playing a good team first, but if you're gonna if you're gonna win it, you're gonna have to beat them anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do, is the seeding done yet? Do we know what seed you guys are yet? Yeah, uh, six seed, and then we play Iowa game one. Well, what's Iowa? Is that the the three then? They yeah okay all right that's not, that's not too bad that's not too bad that's doable so what, no, what's Iowa's like what, what's the biggest challenge for you guys is Iowa is it their pitching do they do they hit what, what's the what's the read on Iowa yeah they they have some pretty electric arms um, especially their their one starter I know is is super talented um, I think we're, we're probably more than likely facing him. Um, but they're just like a really well coached team. Um, every like year in and year out, they just they just produce and they're so consistent. And that's kind of like the they're like uh, you know their rep. They're they're always consistent. They play the game like super hard and competitive and clean. Um, but this year um, they have they have some some talented arms up front that we're gonna have to jump on. Makes sense. So, so now we're we're kind of done with the regular season, right? Obviously, not finished up. You guys have playoff hopes, but like, how would you grade your your guys' season, both as a team and then and then personally? Like, I mean, you can give it a letter grade, but you know, explain a little bit 
um, yeah. you know, how you guys, how you, how you think you guys did. I'm, I'm really proud of our team because we started off and we kind of didn't really know our identity quite yet. Um, it, it was a struggle kind of playing collectively. And then once we started to kind of figure it out and learn how to play with each other as a really young team, that's kind of like, I feel like the stepping stone that you have to take in order to, to become like a, a next level kind of program. And we started to do that. I'd say like midway through the year, um, we were, I think we we're two and eight No, like two and seven, something like that in the big 10. And then we just, we just said, you know, like relax, have fun. Uh, and, and just let the cards fall where they may and just have fun and, and have fun playing with each other. And once we started doing that, that's when you started to see, you know, the wins kind of start to roll through, especially in the Big Ten. Because um, once you play a Big Ten team, it, it's almost like another level of, like, focus that it takes. And that kind of came naturally. So when we are having fun and then, like, with the focus, too, that's when we started to see the the big wins. So I'm proud of, of where we came, especially starting off so slow. And then me personally, I just kind of stayed the course. I had a pretty good year like from the start and I just kind of let the momentum keep building but I didn't try to let anything you know get too big you know I I had the same approach every day knowing that baseball is an unpredictable game and you can't control the ball like after you hit it so just keep you know hitting the ball hard and if it falls it falls if it doesn't it doesn't you know you can't control that so that was kind of my approach all year absolutely now Matt obviously you are an elite catcher uh definitely you know, we know how important that pitcher catcher relationship is. Um, so who's the, the best, the nastiest pitcher that you've ever, uh, caught for. Ooh, there's a few, uh, one, one that like really pops into my head is Joe rock. I played with him like when we were really young and then was that, was that, was that a diamond dogs teammate there? No, so he played on the the North Stars with us back in like oh, oh wow, my god, god, what is that? 11, 12 you? My god. Yeah. But but when when we played with him like he was just like he was like a good pitcher, we were like young, whatever and then we we stopped playing with each other and then we actually during the COVID summer there was a uh, a league of like four teams Pittsburgh area kids and I caught him there too and he was just so I electric it was crazy ended up getting picked up in the second round by the rockies wow and lefty kind of like a chris sale type lefty he was like 95 96 with just like a put away slider oh just my god disgusting and i remember catching. it was a lot of fun catching him it was challenging but it was fun yeah so obviously you got guys like that now flip the script a little bit any days where you know you're back you're catching the pregame bullpen you're getting you're getting fastball spiked in the dirt in front of you. You know it's about to be a war when you go out there for the next seven innings. How what do you do? What are some of the smaller things that you do within that pitcher catcher battery uh, to help kind of rein him in and, and get him ready to go for the day? Yeah, no, everybody has those days, and uh, you know, even like catchers have those days where they just like you feel like you don't have it. You know, you feel like your your body's kind of tight, you're moving kind of slow. But I think it's just like the trust that you have in each other and. Just uh, when you don't have your stuff, you can always compete. You know, you can you can win games without having your stuff as long as you go and you fill up the zone and you, you know, every pitch that you throw is with conviction. Then 
you know, you can still get outs. So I think just doubling down on that and helping the pitcher realize that. And you also have to know your pitchers. Like every single dude's different. Everybody clicks differently. You know, you can go out and get on somebody and another dude, you kind of have to take a, you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit and just let them like figure it out themselves. So kind of figuring that out, like what clicks for which person and how can you effectively communicate with everybody? Right. Right. You got to know, you got to know your pitcher. So as a team, I, I couldn't help but notice you guys are towards the bottom of the Big Ten in defense right now. But I personally, like, I want to watch you guys, and when I look at who you have individually, I see, like, a ton of talent. So, like, what, yeah. what, what have been some of the issues? Like, how do you kind of clean that up? Because I don't think the stats are, are indicative of, of the amount of talent that you guys have on that team, especially defensively. Yeah, that's something that has kind of plagued us the past couple of years. Um, I think, you know – just locking it in in certain situations, um, you know, just knowing that expecting the ball every single play, um, making sure that the errors are, are physical because um, that happens to everybody. And it's more of a mindset. And when when you kind of lose that mindset, that's when it's easy to, to you know, make some small mental errors that, that come across as physical but may actually just be mental. Um we do. We have so much talent, especially up the middle, with our middle infield, or just like our infield in general. We play. We played a pretty tough like field in terms of you know everybody's used to having turf, especially up north in the Big Ten. So playing on an all natural field, I think we we've really stepped up our defense this year. But there's always room to improve, and I think that um, going into the tournament in terms of our defense, it's it's just a mindset, you know when the ball comes to you, like, I'm going to make this play for our pitcher. I'm going to do this. Um, I think that's what we need to have going forward. Right, right. All right, Matt, enough enough of this, you know, the normal generic, uh, you know, interview questions. Why? I, we're getting into it now. Why are you the best catcher in the country, period? What What is it about you? Because you definitely are, and I'm not taking any – I'm not listening to any argument against it. So, I mean, I mean, why are you that guy? Like, what is it about you? Um, obviously, like the hitting is, is your strength, but what's the it factor? What separates you from everybody else? Uh, you know, I think that I I bring another level in terms of the the kind of teammate that I am. I take a lot of pride in that. Um, I want to be able to make a team better off the field too, and in the clubhouse, and treat everybody like the same. That's something I take a lot of pride in on the field. I think that I can make plays that a lot of people can't at the catcher position. I kind of pride myself on being like an athlete behind the plate um, and kind of expanding the position. You know, when you think about like blocking, throwing, receiving, you can't be thinking about that stuff. So whenever you just focus on, you know, the other stuff that goes on in the, in the position, I think it allows me to, to, to make some of the, the other athletic plays that, that I have. Um, I think that's what separates me as a catcher. I think offensively, it's just the consistency that you're going to get. I, I take a lot of pride in my preparation and, and how, how hard I've worked and that's not going to stop. It's going to only get better. I only have room to grow. Um, and I think I can start to see some of the, like the numbers that I've already produced even jump up more, especially the, the power numbers. 
So you said you said preparation. I know a lot of, a lot of like football players will watch film. Do you guys watch film? Like how like what is the preparation? Is it just is it like a notebook of, of notes? Like what is what is your preparation? You say going to the Big Ten tournament, right? You know you have Iowa. You know you're facing yeah. the nasty lefty first or, or whoever they're throwing. What, what's your preparation like? Are you going back to watch? Oh, what does he like to throw on one two? Um, but you, yeah. what does he throw when he's ahead three one? So I can do some damage. Like what am I expecting? Um, so w- like what does what does your preparation entail? Yeah, we have we there's videos that or there's video like streams that we have um, where we can watch pretty much every single outing that the guy that we're going to face has had. That's sweet. And it's more of just and we also have such a great um, support system and our coaching staff for guys that make scouting reports with tendencies for for almost like every count runners and scoring positions, uh, heat zones, all this. So. If, if you want any piece of information, like you're going to get it, whatever clicks for you as a hitter, you don't have to go. You can go look at nothing and just go up to the plate and be like, yeah, I'm just going to adjust. But if you're a guy who likes to sit on certain things, like that information has got to be available. And for me catching too, I, I, I study all the hitters. Me and our pitching coach usually sit down and our catching coach sit down, watch their hitters, uh, just pick up on their swings what they like to do, like, are they early action guys? Can they run? Do they bunt? Uh, we, we have all that information down, and it's just something that you need to do because, like, at this level, that stuff wins games, knowing knowing who you're playing and knowing how to beat them and in different ways that you can beat them. But that also, a big part of that is is doing that kind of homework but also being able to adjust, adjust in-game. So if we see something on video – say he stay, stands far away from the plate and then all of a sudden his you know toes are on the line and he's really like working hard to cover the outer half that's something you got to adjust to as well so there's a lot that goes into it but there's definitely a lot of homework it's it's a big part of the game that like most people don't see um but it's huge yeah, you talk about how much information there is, and obviously uh, the catcher position is a very cerebral position, right? You have to you have to run the entire defense, um, and, and trust me, I've seen the the pictures, I've seen the the wristband, the play call wristband that you wear. It's huge. Looks <laughs> confusing, right? I mean, I I I had did my brief little bit of catching there throughout high school, and we ran some like pump systems, some upper level stuff. But then I look at that, and I'm like, Phew. I mean, like, what what's it like prepping? for a game and, and just, you know, going through the whole thing. Are you making, are you making changes yourself throughout the game to the defense? Like what's going on? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we have a card for pitches so that we don't do sign systems on second anymore because we felt that as a pitching staff, our pace wasn't great last year. So with runners on second, we're using those cards so that the pitchers can get the pitches and just go and not have to worry about like, controlling the runners while also looking and trying to like decipher whatever science system you're using. Um, I think it's made a difference. Uh, that's kind of what that card is, but yeah, there's a lot of in-game stuff that, that happens. And there's a lot of different technology things that we have. Like I have the earpiece that my coach can, you know, talk to me like using, uh, I get more questions about that than I think the actual games. (laughs) I didn't even think to ask that. So, 
I mean, now that you bring it up, like, yeah. does he yeah. like what does he even what does he even say to you? Is it just only the pitches, or is he talking like tendencies? Like, what is what is he actually talking into the earpiece? Uh, usually just pitches, like pitch recommendations. We usually like work back and forth with it. It's not like he. We have a pretty good relationship where he trusts me. To, if I see something, I'm going to call. I usually call most of the games, but he gives me, you know, a lot of freedom to to make adjustments too. Um, but also, like, if we're putting on a bunt play, he, we don't like he doesn't have to come out of the dugout and like tell me. He could just like say like, "Hey, we're doing this. Like, put it on," and then it just speeds things up. It's nothing like he's not giving me like secret you know, <laughs> info. it's it's nothing it's nothing too crazy it's more just like for the flow of the game calling oh his own games that's good lord i had no that. idea you call <laughs> matt when's the last time you have went out dude i mean so first of all first of all you have your you know your degree your major and you're like almost a 4-0 student and then you study for hitting and then you study for every single pitcher and every tendency of every hitter that you're gonna face yep and then and then you're calling your own games Dude, do you ever like sleep? Like, what, what? I mean, what is your schedule like, man? It's a lot easier with school being out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a couple of days before the game. It's it's not like five hours of of like it's it, you know you break it up so like throughout the week. It's nothing, but it's it's important stuff. So you know we do spend a lot of time on it. Um, we usually just carve it in before or after practice. Um, but yeah, I get my sleep. That's a priority. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, I know a lot of people like the, the whole feel of the game thing, right? And, and, you know, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, right? That, that thing. Um, so like throwing, right. throwing BP, right? I, I threw BP yes. to you one at one point. And yes. I think in high school, I think you had hit nine home runs in a row. I believe that's the number. <laughs> it was before a game, right? So for you, that feel of, of seeing the ball leave the yard that many times in a row, like, does that translate to a good game or does the quality of BP like not really matter? Cause I know a lot of people, like, especially basketball players, you talk to them they're like, Oh, I have better games. Like when I have a bad shoot around, like, what, what's your yeah. feel about a good round of BP and does it translate to a good game? That's funny that you bring that up because there's kind of like, I give myself a hard time because if you came and watched me take BP, you would probably think I sucked. <laughs> I like in high school, I would go out there and it was turn and burn time. Like it was time to let a couple eat, impress some people and get it over the fence. But I've like, I've, I've really like changed my approach during batting practice to more. I just want to feel the barrel. Like I want to feel where my swing and my hands are at that day. I, my last round, maybe my last two rounds are like a, a let it eat round where I'm going up there and I'm, I'm going 100 and I'm, I'm seeing like where I'm at that day. But there's a lot of times where my, my BP is, is atrocious. And, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because at that point I know where I'm at and I can make the adjustments from there. So I wouldn't say that if I have a bad BP, it's going to translate to a good game. Or if I have good BP, it's going to be like a bad game. It's nothing like that. But it, it's important to me just because it gives me like a, a feel. Absolutely. So, Matt, obviously, you're, you've been talking about approach a lot. So, I just want to talk about, like, does the swing change, the intent behind a swing change, 
based on the count. When the count starts to differ, like 3-1, are you thinking, you know what, I'm going to try to put everything I got into this swing, try to see, you know, if I can get some legs on this ball, and then, you know, you get the count obviously down to like a 2-2, a 3-2, you're obviously being a little more protective, but still selecting the pitch that you want. Um, Let's talk about that for a little bit, and, you know, does the swing change from count to count? Um, Certain situations, yeah, cause, like, if it's a 2-0 count and, you know, the guy throws 95% fastballs and 2-0 counts, like, yeah, you can you can sit on it and, and try to let one go. But I, I wouldn't say that my swing changes. Um, I'd say just, like, my zone changes a little bit. It opens up a little bit. Because um, I, I, my swing is pretty repeatable. So I, I don't feel that I necessarily need to change it in certain counts because I think I can do damage on on – a bunch of different pitches so um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say that that my swing changes I, I try to keep the same bat speed on on everything try to get my barrel out on everything it doesn't matter if it's 0-2 or, or 3-0 it's it's usually the same right okay flipping back to um defensive real quick real quick so two schools of pitch receiving there's the old school and the new school, right? Old school is the classic, let's stick it, let the umpire decide, right? New school, yeah. a little more glove movement. You're almost – you're kind of guiding the glove through the baseball and trying to yank it back to that corner. What would you yep. say your style is? Because in my experience and for most of the people, and most of the catchers that I've seen, you're one of the better pitch receivers, at least at a, a Division One level that I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. So what would you say your style is uh, in terms of old school and new school? Say it's like a hybrid. Yeah. Honestly, it depends on – sometimes it depends on the umpire. Um, Some guys are really strict. Like, if they see glove movement, they won't call it. So you kind of – that's like building relationships with umpires is big. Um, Just kind of figuring out, like, what's working that day. If if the new school style, which is something that I I train, I'd say I'm more like new school in terms of my training. And like my, uh, like my practice and stuff like that, but depending on like what's working that day for getting the strikes, that can change. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm more. I, I like to get under the ball, get through it. Um, I I can stick it, and I think it's important to stick it. I think getting under the ball and sticking it works better than like getting beat and then just bringing it back up. Like no matter the situation. Right, right. So, I mean, it's probably easier also to train new school. Old school, I mean, look, if you have the skill, you, you can you can, you can can stick it, right? That's not that's not that yeah. much of an issue. That's, that kind of makes sense, training new school, and then if you have to, kind of flip to the old school, depending on the the, uh, the umpire. But, so, I remember we, we were texting the other day, you mentioned when you're hot, um, like when you're, when you're in the zone, right? It's not as much mm-hmm. as, oh, I'm not, like, seeing it that much better. It's more like, I just have the confidence that when it is in the zone, that I'm going to absolutely hammer it. Um, and, and knowing that you're better than them when you're walking into the box, which increases their risk um, for yeah. to, to throw a mistake. Um, so can, yeah. can you dive into how it feels? Because I don't think I've ever had 26 hits in a season, um, let alone a 26-game <laughs> hitting streak. So, I mean, like, what does it feel like knowing you're walking in, you're like, I- I'm significantly better than this guy. I know I'm going to get a hit. Let's go do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just It's just confidence that you've built over like time of knowing that you've done it before. Um, and yeah, because if you think about it, like people think there's a lot of pressure, you come up with the bases loaded and like one out and like, you need to get this run in. 
or like you need to start a rally. But if you think about it, like it, say I'm coming up right after like a two run inning from the other team, every team wants a shutdown inning. So that pitcher also has a lot of pressure to get a shutdown. So there's a lot of pressure. on. There's probably more pressure on him to get me out than there's pressure on me to get a hit. And I like to think like that. And that just gives me confidence knowing that <clears throat> when I'm in the zone, I'm, I'm, I'm really dangerous. And that, like you said, like I said earlier, that, that increases their chance of, of making a mistake. So that's just kind of a mindset that, that I have. It may or may not be true, but if you think like it, then it probably works. Hey, I mean, I, it, it seems like it's working, so we'll, we'll say that it's true. Um, and I, 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 That makes sense, right? Being aggressive, you always want to be aggressive, um, and, and when you're confident, the aggression just turns into just just hits. I mean, just slugging. Yeah. I mean, what you're, you're, I think your you're slugging percentage is 681. I, what, what is that? Uh, that is, let's see, oh, fifth in the Big Ten. Um I mean that's insane. Does that come down to the to to the intent on your swing, right? Where you're where you're like, oh, I'm gap to gap here. I'm doing damage, right? Three one. I'm doing damage. Uh yes and no. I think that whenever if you stick to your approach and you have you know you know your swing, like if you get your swing on plane and you know that you can repeat it, that's when you see the power numbers jump. I've always tried to like hit the, like, I've always tried to, like, backspin, like, a low-line drive. That's kind of always, like, what I'm trying to do. I never have the intent of, like, like let's lift. I know that's kind of, like, a big, you know, rave these days. I think that I lift and I get the most, you know, backspun balls that leave the yard when I'm not, like, necessarily trying to do it. I'm just trying to, like, hit a barrel back at somebody. Um, it's just, like, something that works for me. And some people may think, oh, if I lift here, like, and it works – but that's just not kind of how my swing – that's just, like, not what my mental approach is. Um, and I've just kind of forced my swing to, like, work like that. Right. What's the uh, – so now, now that you're in college, right, first of all, i got a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that you're in college, right, maybe maybe not might be the most, like, hype sport, right? You're not getting thousands of people at these games, right? Yeah. We, we've played some pretty insane high school baseball games and your travel baseball. I mean, you went to perfect game. Those are some pretty hype games. Would any yeah. of those even compare, like, quote-unquote, hype-wise to, like, some of these Big Ten games or even some of the out-of-conference games against bigger schools? Uh, no. No? It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a different it, uh, animal? <laughs> especially not the travel ones. The travel ones are just, like, you know, they're loose and laid back. Um, the high school – now – Timmy, you know, we had some pretty crazy matchups against, like, NA. Right, and right, like, at NA, nighttime, Partridge, your teammate now. Like, that was, yeah. there was, you know, there was probably there was probably over a 1,000 people there. Yeah, and that's fun. Like, that's just, like, fun because of, like, where you're at, like, at that time. Like, for us, that was, like, the biggest thing in the world. Right. But if you, like, realistically put it, like, and you compare it to, like, where – like I'm at now, just like a midweek game at West Virginia a few weeks ago, they pulled in like, geez, they had a ton of people there wow. and it was fun and you're getting chirped and you're, they're saying some pretty like, it's <laughs> a pretty <laughs> not good, horrific <laughs> thing. It's like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say, I, I just say the atmosphere, it's pretty different. So, um, 
Ohio State was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, sweet. Maryland's fun. Maryland, I think they had the largest crowd against us in their, like, in their history or something like Good that. Good Lord. And then UVA, UVA was was pretty wild, too. And that, that one hurt because we got we got washed. But uh, um yeah, some of these some of these crowds and we've had some really good ones too. Um when we played Michigan State and uh who was the other team before that? The team before at home. I think it was Michigan State. We had like a little league day and there's like every little league team in the area, all their parents, and then it was just a beautiful Saturday and we had a bunch of students too. It was probably one of our it was probably the biggest crowd I've ever had. At Penn State, we ended up winning that game, and it was it was so much fun. Well, you talk about those big games and and all the fans that you've played for. So, if you had to pick one, what's the favorite best baseball game you've ever played in? Oh, PNC last week. Yeah, to go to to play at my like hometown field in front of like all of my my friends and family that came, and then to do what we did in the last inning against you know. Yeah, would you would you put up like thirteen runs or something like that? Fourteen. Oh my god! And it it was very rewarding. It was it was it was pretty unbelievable. Like, um, but that that whole experience for me was was crazy. My first at bat, I was shaking in my boots. It felt like it was my first ever college AB walking up there. It was got, pretty surreal. Got the whole skyline in the background, everything. Oh uh, yeah, it's. It's pretty cool from down there. When you look up and see like the the stadium and like how high it goes, I'm like, oh my god! So you you, you talk about keeping um, your swing the same, but I mean, looking out at that skyline, how do you not want to drop the shoulder and try to jack one into the river? Like, I mean, did you have to kind of suppress that for a second? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, like in the dugout, because that always creeps in. You're like, oh, hitting a home run at PNC park. Like, right. That would be cool. But once I get into the box, it's all, all business kind of off. Yeah. It, it kind of turns off and it's just like, you're just locked in on you versus him. Right. So you, you mentioned that it was, it's kind of fun almost going on the road in those, in those big stadiums. I remember one game in high school. I, I remember Josh Johnson, JJ was getting chirped by these Butler parents. He proceeded to hit a ball. I, that had to be like four fifty. You remember that to right center field? Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But so you personally, because clearly JJ fed off it, do you personally like feed off of the off of like the the negative energy per se from the from the opposing fans? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's hard <laughs> not to. Um I I got tripped pretty hard my first step out at Ohio State. It was kind of a similar situation. I and I hit a home run. And it's just kind of <laughs> it's kind of fun just to hear like the energy kind of deflate. Right. And knowing that like you guys just like totally shifted and like that that's huge especially in this game momentum and energy play such a huge factor and when you can take that away from the jump that that can be a game changer uh matt a couple more questions i we really appreciate your time and i don't want to keep you too long but so where is a place that you haven't played so you, you mean pnc it was probably pnc before but what's a place you haven't played that you'd love to play. I mean, it could be big league, uh, even in the college, like a, a stadium that you really want to play in. Um, hmm. Say for big league, I always thought like Fenway and Wrigley would be cool. Right. Uh, college, 
Mississippi State. I was talking to JJ. He said that place was nuts. I believe it. Uh, Ole Miss. Some of just like those big schools. And then playing in Nashville, too, would be pretty cool. Playing at the Hawk. Right. That'd be a fun time, especially if I'm playing, you know, Troy or something, playing one of my buddies. Right. That would be that'd be a good time. So, okay, two more questions. Who's got the most swag on the Penn State baseball team? Oh, I got to know. Well, first of all, we'll go. We'll go two part on the field grip, on the field swag, and then off yeah. the field. There's a couple. Because because someone the, that comes to my mind is um, Tyson Cooper on the field. He's got a little bit of the wrist tape, got the arm sleeve, yeah. but he, it's it's a little. Well, I guess it's not minimal because he's it's got subtle. some stuff. It's subtle, it's subtle and he's right. got the drip. Yeah. yeah. Some guy who's not subtle and just absolutely swags out is Taven Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he's got the he's got the uh, arm sleeve tattoo. He has the wrist tape. He's got the sunglasses and the chains and the earrings. Pretty – a lot of swag. <laughs> Off the field, that's where it gets tough because there's not many. Um, <laughs> no drip on the team. No, we're a very, very basic team when it comes to our attire. Um, Jonah Stasi has some. Jonah Stasi has good, good outfits. Taven off the field, pretty good too. Uh, Where do you rank yourself? Are you gonna give yourself any credit? Are you at least top five? I remember you used to you used to whip out some outfits back in the day. Yeah, no, in high school, I I was an awesome-dressed person. <laughs> I think I got, I think I was in, like, top five senior superlative best For, for best dressed, I think you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since then, it's it's gone downhill. <laughs> Severely. A lot, a lot of sweatpants and stuff? <laughs> a ton. I, I, like, I, I, like, rotate sweatpants that I wear to class every day. And then I just wear, like, a hoodie. And it's it's none of my own clothes. It's the like Penn State ones that they give you. Right, get the job done. Uh, it really does. I'd say, yeah, I'd say I'm middle of the pack off the field. On the field, it depends on how I'm feeling. Some days, some days I look all right. Some days, no. There's okay. one game this year I wore high pants, Ooh. and <laughs> I got a lot of crap for it because <laughs> it just <laughs> it's, couldn't pull it off. It, I, they said high pants. Woody has uh, gets like plus five speed. Oh, there you go. Um, well, and and when you go the, when you go no batting gloves, it's it's almost intimidating. Uh, do you still every now and then do no batting gloves? Because I see you kind of you kind of alternate. Yeah. Um, last time I didn't wear batting gloves was the day that I lost my hit streak. So uh... kind of bad mojo. And uh, Josh Spiegel came up to me and he goes, "You're not wearing BGs today," and I was like, "Nah." Like, just not feeling it. I don't know. It just kind of feels good. No BGs today. He's like, all right, man. He's like, pretty sure all your hits that you've gotten in the streak have been with, with BGs. And I was like, nah, I'm not superstitious like that. And then it happened. And yeah. I was like, okay, now I am superstitious about it. So you're wearing batting gloves from now on? <laughs> Probably. All right. Yeah, um, one last question. What's your walk-up song? I've had a couple. I started the year with Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. And that was a good one. But then, you know, I just didn't really feel it anymore. So I changed to No Sucker by Lil Baby. <laughs> well, there you one, go. That one gets me fired up. 
Oh, I love it, Matt. We, we really we really appreciate the time that you gave us. I mean, I think we're what thirty, almost forty five minutes, something yeah, like that. There. So um, we, you know, we really appreciate you taking the the extra time to kind of sit down, do a little bit more of a long form here on Zoom with us. Yeah, boys, it was fun. Thank you for doing it. Absolutely, Matt. We really appreciate you. Hey, good luck in the Big Ten tournament. Beat Iowa, advance. Let's see what you can do. You know what I mean? Maybe if you can win it, get into the uh, get into the regionals, get into the whole tournament. Yeah, that's the goal right there. There you yeah. go, buddy. Hey, good All luck. Focus right there. Thanks, boys. Yeah, absolutely. I'll see you, man. Yep. Yeah.